Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. I want to talk today about making up your mind. Uh, there's a there's a phrase in the Bible that's used a lot, and it really kind of uh, fits into the same tone as this. And it says, "Purpose in your heart." So let me read to you from Second Corinthians um, chapter nine, first, so you can get. Uh, the theme of what we're talking about here today, but Second Corinthians nine seven, and it says, "Each one should give. Each one of you should give what you've decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver." Another translation says, "Let each one give thoughtfully and with purpose, just as he has decided in his heart. Don't give out of reluctance." So there's 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 things in life that we need to make up our mind about. There's things in life where God and in his word, and I'm going to go through a few of them here with you, where there comes a point where you have to decide, this is something that I'm not wavering back and forward on. I'm once and for all making up my mind, right? <clears throat> I remember when I was young and uh, I wanted a tattoo, I was probably a teenager and I was like, I think I'm going to get this tattoo. And um, I thought about it and I wasn't of the age I don't at the time that I could have even got one. I guess you can get one with special permission from your parents, but um, my mom was a no for the tattoo, right? But then there were a few things I remember talking to my mom and her saying, uh, Ryan, never get a tattoo and never get a motorcycle. And those were like the two things where she, she drew the line in the sentence and said, please, if you love me, no tattoos, no motorcycle, please. And so then I remember the day where I was just like, all right, well, I'm just never going to get a tattoo and I'm never going to drive a motorcycle. Why? Because I love my mom and I want, and she hasn't asked me, you know, it's not like every day she's saying, Hey, please, you know, she's corrected me. Don't sin, live for the Lord. There's those things, but just like the optional things that are outside of that, please, I'm not asking for many requests. Please do this. (laughs) And I remember making up my mind. And so it's, it just took that off the table. And it's actually something that provides strength as a person. You know, there's some people that just go with the flow and they can be easily persuaded into anything. You know, there's been times where my wife and I, when we were in business, but we've gone on business trips with the company and uh, paid vacations and things. And so I remember one where we went to this uh, this resort in Mexico, an all-inclusive resort, and alcohol was included. And they paid a lot of money and they really shouldn't have because people, you know, it's young people and they're all stupid. But I remember a guy who we knew and who at one point served the Lord, but was definitely backslidden. My wife and I are walking down the beach and he's got this thing and it's a hollowed out pineapple that's got a drink in it. I'm like, oh, that looks good. What is that? He's like, and he names it. And then I know it's got alcohol. He's like, here, let's get you one. And I'm like, no, I'm good. I don't drink. He's like, come on, man. It's Mexico. No, no, I don't drink. Come on, man. No, you're going to enjoy it. You got you got days off. You're going to love it. It's, you know, whatever. But there's a, there's, you've, I've made up my mind. I'll never touch alcohol. I remember the one time, you know, I, I like to bake. I used to bake a lot more than I do now, but I remember deciding to bake this, um, like Jamaican fruitcake and it was a three of three day process. And this was back before I, I never, I never did like, I never was someone who drank alcohol, not, neither in my family, but thankfully the Lord, thankfully my mom raised me not to do that. But I remember one time needing uh, alcohol as an ingredient in this thing that I was going to bake and um, going in, going, it felt so weird. I went into this, I had to go into a liquor store to go get it. And I was like, like walking in, looking, hopefully no one sees me. This is years ago. So I was in sales at the time. I wasn't in the ministry, but 
just this feeling of conviction, like, man, if a river member drives past and then sees, <laughs> that's how you know you're doing something wrong. If you're looking to see, is anyone noticing me? That's the appearance of evil. You need to avoid that. But getting this thing, making this fruitcake, and then the, uh, I baked this fruitcake and my mom just randomly said, hey, why don't you give a piece to Pastor John, who is a pastor who's on staff. He has a church now in the um, uh, D.C. area. And so I took him a piece and I remember giving it to him. And then a couple weeks later, I'm like, hey, Pastor John, how'd you like that fruitcake? And he's like, man, it smelled wicked. And so, you know, and I believe it was the Lord that out of unction just said to my mom, you know, had my mom say, hey, give a piece to Pastor John. And he had come from a background of alcohol and doing, you know, dealing drugs. And that was the former life for him. So he doesn't touch any of that stuff. So he opened up this fruitcake and it smelled like alcohol and he like didn't touch it. And then I realized, man, something that I baked at home could be a stumbling block to somebody. And so I remember just making a decision. I'll never have alcohol. I'll never, if I go to a restaurant and I I look at something on the menu and it's in the ingredients, I just don't order that. If there's a sauce that has it in it, I just order something different. And it's for me, one of the the commitments that I've made to the Lord, I won't do alcohol, no alcohol. Why? I've just made up my mind. It's between me and the Lord. There's too many scriptures. I just read one in Hosea. Wine has taken away the understanding of my people. I don't want anything to do with it. Oh, it's just low alcohol, you know. Well, why did Jesus turn water into wine? You know, that was a wedding. There would have been children at the wedding. It, there's actually recipes that you can find. The, the Bible actually says, while the wine is in the cluster, which means it's juice, while the wine is in the cluster, when it's still in the fruit on the tree, while the wine is in the cluster, it's juice. And so you, there's even there's even b- literature from around the time of Jesus' life. And they, they have, there's one that there's a, there's a recipe for wine. And it's like, it's like not even a percent of alcohol content. But anyway, I'm going to move on from this. But there's things that you just make up your mind and you make it where I'll never, I'll never associate with that or I'm always going to do this. And it makes life easier. You know, when I was in sales, there were so many people who never made a commitment. They never made up their mind to work hard. They never made up their mind to work all the hours. So we would get out on uh, and start knocking doors at 1.30 in the afternoon or so. And then the job was, to, it was during the summer, so the, the sun's out later, but the job was to work till 9.30 p.m., and then we'd knock three more doors after 9.30. And that was like, hey, we worked till 9.30. And then there were guys who had got some nights that got, you know, early on in the summer and towards the end of summer got uh, where it was dark at 8.30. But you just make a commitment. So I remember just making a commitment. There were times at 9.15, someone had come out of the house and, why is it so late? Get out of here. But I made a commitment and it makes it easy. You don't have to use energy then to like work yourself up. Okay, I'm just going to knock this door, knock at this door. It's 925. You know, it's just a commitment that you make. And so people never make up their mind. And one of the things that the Bible says to make up your mind about first and foremost is to serve the Lord. Joshua 24, 14 and 15. Now, therefore, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in faithfulness. Put away the gods that your fathers served beyond the river and in the Egypt and, ser- and in Egypt and serve the Lord. And if it's evil in your eyes to serve the Lord, choose this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your fathers served in the region beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you will dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Whatever you do, decide today who you're going to serve. But as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Make up your mind. Make up your mind to make heaven. I remember when I was younger. I would look ahead and be like, man, in 20 years, I sure do hope I'm serving the Lord. And then it would just dawn on me. One day it dawned on me. I choose what I do with my hands and my feet. No no one tells me, I mean, you know, my mom, my wife, they can, hey, do this, do that. But no one morally is telling me what to do. 
I'm not being forced to do anything. So I can go. And if I want to be serving the Lord in 30 years, I will be serving the Lord. And I want to tell you that if the Lord tarries, I'll still be serving the Lord. I'm not going to hell for anything or for anybody. And so it's within my power. So I've made up my mind, I'm going to heaven. And then not only that, but I will have reward in heaven. The other thing I've made up my mind is, is from the first verse that I read was 2 Corinthians 9, 7, is I've purposed in my heart or made up my mind to give. I decided I want to be generous, that I'm going to be a generous person on this earth. Even if there was no return financially for being a blessing to the kingdom of God, I would still be generous because then I'm going to have a reward in heaven. But but there is a, there is a blessing here on this earth. So I've decided, I've made up my mind to be a blessing. With making up my mind to be a blessing, I've, I've made up my mind to receive as well. For many years, I gave not expecting to receive. I would say things like, Lord, you don't have to do anything. And so I didn't put pressure on the word to have a harvest. But the reason to have a harvest is that you can multiply what you can give. You know, if you're making $20,000 a year and you start giving generously, place a demand on the word. Lord, multiply. You said you'd multiply my resources for giving. Lord, let me be making 40000 a year so I can give more. Lord, and then when I'm, when I'm giving off of that, Lord, let me be making 65000 a year so I can give more. Multiply my resources for sowing. So when you decide to give, decide to receive as well. The next thing to decide to do in the, in the things of God, you've purposed in your heart to give, to serve the Lord, to receive. Purpose in your heart to grow in the things of God. Growth in the things of God doesn't happen automatically. You don't grow like you do as a one-year-old becoming two. You're going to be heavier and taller and smarter and know more and walk faster. It doesn't happen that way. You have to choose to grow in the Lord. There's people who served the Lord for 20 years and they're still baby Christians, still gossiping, still in unforgiveness. That's a baby Christian. You can't forgive somebody. And so you choose to grow. And so, and I don't know, I'm listening to people who are listening to a podcast, n- not because they're made to, but because they want to. But this is how you grow. You put the word of God in your heart. You make up your mind. You move, move ahead. If you're, having, if you're struggling with sin, put scriptures in your heart about sin. Psalm 119, verse 9 and 11. Um, in Romans, Romans chapter 6, verse 14, verse 7. Scriptures that you can grow, that you can take the word. The Bible says, desire, desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. There should be a desire in you. If you find that you don't desire the word, listen to me. If you don't desire the word, that means you're eating other things. That means your focus is on other things. So how do you get a desire for the word? Choose the word over other things. Prioritize the word of God every day and spend time with the word. You, you, you'll get to the point where you wake up and it's like, it's such a joy to you. Man, I can't believe I get to read the Bible today. Hallelujah. Lord, thank you for your word. And so decide to grow, decide to grow in the Lord, decide to leave distractions behind. The Lord's been speaking to some people about leaving distractions behind things that you, you do, people that you hang out with, people that aren't going the same way that you're going. There's people you need to leave behind. Oh, that doesn't sound like love, pastor. There's people you need to leave behind. They're hindering you. Every time you hang out with them, they don't bring you close to the Lord. And you saying, you, you, oh, I'm going to be a great representative of Christ. No, there's people that, that just, you, they pull you back into the things of the world. You hang out with them and there's new possibilities that open up and they're never good. There's people you need to leave behind. There's distractions that need to be left behind. There's people that I counsel with that they're married and they're still playing hours of video game a day. And it's a distraction and it's ruining their marriage. There's time to leave childish things behind. 
It's time to move ahead. I want to read from James chapter 1. And I'm going to read verse 5 through 9. And it says here, If any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, to, who gives to all men liberally and, and without reproach, which means he's, he's, he's got enough and he'll give you more than you need. And he won't, he won't rebuke you for asking him. And it will be given to him. Verse 6, But let him ask in faith and with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For don't let that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He's a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. The word doubt actually means to waver between two opinions. People say, oh, the Lord's going to heal me. And then they get in faith and they're quoting scriptures. And then two days later, they don't see anything. And then they're like, well, maybe I should go in for the checkup. Maybe I should go in for the surgery. You know, maybe I should get this, call the doc, you know, whatever. And if you need to, if you need to call the doctor, call the doctor. I'm not saying you can't. I'm saying you need to make up your mind. That's what it means to be double-minded, to, to doubt, to waver between two opinions. I don't know. It's called, it actually means suspended judgment. I haven't made up my mind. You know, you could, you could hear something. You could hear something. Oh, this thing, you know, this is going on and this person's like this. And then you say, well, like, like Nathaniel in the Bible, his brother came to him. Philip came to him. Hey, we found the Messiah, Jesus of Nazareth. And then he said, can any good thing, he doubted. Why? Can any good thing come from Nazareth? Because through the scriptures, he hadn't seen that, that the Messiah was supposed to come from Nazareth. Can any good thing? So he doubted. And then when he saw Jesus and Jesus said, hey, an Israelite in whom there is no guile, I saw you while you're under the fig tree. Oh, you, master, you are the son of God. You are the Messiah. What? He didn't have enough information until he met Jesus. And then he said, you're the Messiah. And so at some point, you have to make up your mind. Make up your mind to live. Make up your mind to live in health. Take the scriptures and make up your mind that you're going to be blessed, whatever you do. Make up your mind. God's looking for people, and the Lord's going to put some things on your heart now that that may seem like difficult. I remember the day that I gave up video games. I remember that time. The Lord had been speaking to me for a long time. And and getting rid of the, the console getting rid of the computer game and saying I'll never have those things on my phone you know we didn't have smartphones at the time but I remember giving that stuff up and just saying you know what this is too much of a distraction it's not a sin in and of itself but it's taking me away from the things that matter in this life and I made up my mind and the Lord can give me video games back in the new heaven and then the new earth but for now seek first the kingdom of God Amen. I love you. God bless you. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. We'll see you on the next one.